I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, listeners. This is Pat the Talking Bearskin Rogue from Flame On right here on the Nerdy Show Network. If you're looking for some sweet nerdy queer in your ear, then head over to nerdyshow.com slash flame on and check us out. We cover everything from TV to movies, comics to drag queens, and so much more. For a gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, get ready to flame on. The following program is presented by The Nerdy Show Network. Geeky programming for all nerds and otaku across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination. And with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. everybody welcome to the wicked anime podcast this is episode 164 and i am your stupid awesome analyst john star with me is the hard man with hard opinions aflm running around at the speed of sound <laughs> our security guy greg Ola. king baby duck evan i got a nice little pimp cane with a chaos amarel on top <laughs> and elite four derek i don't have an entrance song <laughs> i wish i had a sonic entrance song <laughs> running around let the speed of sound follow me and you'll see chase me and we will escape from the city so uh sonic trailer drops yeah we're gonna be talking about it. actually it's it dropped a while ago and well, now this recording yeah and now we're gonna be moving on to other things so we figured that seeing that both sonic was announced and detective pikachu is came coming out, out or came out at this time uh we might as well just talk about video game movies for a while let's see we'll, we'll talk about their history we'll talk about some good ones some bad ones um mostly bad ones probably so well because there's not many like all of them yeah 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 there's, there's ma- not that many yeah there, there's like a couple of really good ones but then you look behind you and you see the little shit pile of all the bad ones <laughs> and uh we're gonna we're gonna exploit them all so uh, that's what's in store for today. Otherwise, it's just going to be a regular old episode of Wicked Anime. Are you saying it's going to be a regular show? Oh! Copyright infringement. Yeah. That was a dated because reference. Because <laughs> it's after Con Month. Yeah. Aww. After Con Month. Oh. I miss Con Month already. I'm sure there's plenty I, of people out there. <laughs> I'm sure there's plenty of people out there who don't either. They're like, thank God they're not talking about cons anymore. I just scrolled thank through my God phone. We're not at Anime Boston anymore. It was fun, but I'm exhausted. <laughs> it, yeah, and I, I think I got the ever first bit of con fatigue I've ever had after this convention. I just scrolled through my phone and I found all the con month topics that we have never gotten to talk about yet. So hopefully they'll they'll come up in the future, like tired con memes, we, uh, <laughs> weird cons, uh, and. Sasquatch Con. <laughs> yeah, Sasquatch Con. Yes. The, the best con. 
that never was. Mm-hmm. No, Things like that. nobody yeah. ever listened to. Can I actually open up the floor for a discussion topic with... Did it, is it just me, or did it feel like Anime Boston this year was a weird vibe? It wasn't... It was. It didn't feel right this year. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know what that is. You know what? I was talking to Derek about that in our hotel room, like Saturday night, like how weird it felt. Well, you know why? You know what that is, right? Low T. <laughs> you know, well, maybe because all the Mountain Dew. Maybe, but we're old. That's just what it is. We're, we're just too old for cons now. Yeah, I'm, I'm... No, please don't say that. Well, I, mean, I, I, I mean, we are, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I there was a, but but there was a weird vibe this year where like nobody had energy. There was no energy. Like I mean, especially at our shows, there was no energy. It was yep. very it was very low T at our shows and very like somber. And people were rude this year, and not like the staff, but like I'm talking about like attendees were just rude this year. And oh, we've had that all the time though. Oh, I mean, I mean, if you step into an anime con, then you're gonna be like getting the weaves and <laughs> like ugh, but. And the screeching, ugh, like, ugh. I was, I was talking to Jen. I was talking to Jen, who was uh, palling around with us all weekend in a Wicked Anime T-shirt um, about that. And they, they were at, they were all at a Overwatch photo shoot over the weekend, and she was telling me about the visible disgust on my face like, <laughs> and how, and how funny she thought it was. I was like, half of the reason why I was doing it was because it was funny, but it was totally truthful. Like, the me being at a photo shoot and just being in utter disgust of all these people that were there, screeching for no reason. Yeah, for people dressed in costumes. Yeah, and I was... Well, because, like, I was, I was just, like... But the whole time I was just like, you understand that these are not the real characters, right? Like, these people aren't real. They're just, they're fake video game characters, and people are, like, screeching, like, these awful sounds. Well, there was also... <laughs> you know what? Okay, can, 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 I, can I bring up something from the very... So this kind of reminds me back in the Anime Boss of 2008, the very first one, and my two... Me and a couple of my other friends were in line, and they were... And we were just... We were in line right in front of a bunch of, like, yaoi fangirls. So for a big laugh, my two friends decided to, like, kiss. But it was a kiss where they actually put their thumbs in bet- between their lips so they didn't really right. kiss. But even that made the Yaoi fangirls, like, scream their head off. Like, it was, like, the greatest thing in the world. I, I forget what happened during this year's, when they were showing the AMVs during the closing ceremonies. There was a girl who's, like, there was a clip on the screen like, in an anime that she's seen before, to, to put together by somebody else's music, we don't need to go over this again, everybody knows how much we hate AMVs, but, like, she screamed so loud oh, and so yeah. high a pitch, I, I think there was blood in her mouth yeah, at the end of was, that scream. It was, I, like, I, I... It was either blood in her mouth or blood coming out of like, our ears. Totally, totally serious. Like, this was the loud... Like, Into her it mouth. Was, but, I, the, <laughs> no, the funniest one, though, was when they were showing the Zombieland saga AMV, and there was a low in the music, and the guy just goes... You suck! Like, <laughs> yeah. I laughed so yeah. hard. Yeah. Like, because yeah. it was like, thank God, another person who has my disdain for AMVs. I don't even know if it was that. I think it was just whatever was happening but it was on the screen. It was so funny because it was like, you suck! Like, it was like dead silence in like the. 
Yeah. Did he make another comment too on another yeah, he video? Did. Yeah, I think he did, but I forget what the other one was. It wasn't as hilarious as that as that was because that was so funny. Perfect timing. It perfect was perfect timing. timing. Somebody I forget who was sitting next to me, but somebody asked me was like, "Was that a part of the video?" Like because it was so well timed. I did. I asked you. I asked you like I was like, "Oh, you did?" Yeah, I didn't know if it was actually part. of I the thought video it was like Jenner Victoria, or, or it sounded like uh, somebody like behind us. Because it sounded like somebody behind us, but then I was like, no. It no, was no, no. so like, well timed yeah. and so audible. I thought it, we thought it was, it was part like of the video. It was really person. clear. Yeah. So I was like, oh, wow, okay. But it was funny. It was yeah. really funny. So should we talk about some news stories? Yeah. I got new new valve. <laughs> yeah. Um, we should start with the thing that we are have already dropped out of the bag which was the news that not only that did the sonic trailer drop but now because there was so much hate so much blue fiery lightning bolt hate for the design of sonic for this live action movie that the design i believe the uh the uh it was this was people watching the trailer i don't know that was the trailer, and then the people watching the trailer were, were just, just laughing. laughing hysterically. Yeah. Hang on, hang on. I I actually thought the movie looked decent, except for Sonic himself. I liked their pick of Jim Carrey. Yeah, Jim Carrey is Dr. Robotnik. That could probably save the movie. I cannot wait until they release the new documentary, Dr. Eggman and Jim. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> and see, that's just it. It's just like, yeah, sure, like, I'm sure Jim Carrey was a good choice, but I just, I just have no respect for Jim Carrey. Yeah. And he doesn't, and he, and he, it's like, it's like Bob Hoskins. Like, Bob Hoskins was like, I don't know what Mario is. My, my nephew told me His that. His son had to tell yeah, him what like, Super was, Mario that was. Mario was a video game character. Apparently, Jim Carrey is the same way. He didn't know. He doesn't, he's like, what is it, like, like Oh, come on, because he grew up during the, the era of Sonic the Hedgehog, back when he was, like, on In Living Color. He has to have some sort of knowledge. He, he might, because I saw, I saw, like, interview quotes with him, with, like, Hollywood Insider, saying that he didn't know what it was. He was, like, quoting Nintendo characters. They're like, no, that's Nintendo. He's like, oh, whatever, it's a paycheck. But then I tried looking for the Hollywood Insider interview, and I couldn't find it. So, so it could have been fake. It could have been fake, easily. So when he was doing stand-up in the 90s, because I actually recently watched one of a clip of one of his old stand-up uh, routines... I think he was in his like early 30s and then early ni- uh, mid 90s. So mm-hmm. I don't know if he grew up with Sonic. Because Sonic was what, late 80s, right? Yeah. Early 90s. Well, I mean, first yeah, 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 I think it was 80, 89. Yeah, probably. late 80s, early 90s, whenever the Sega Genesis. Because basically Sonic became the mascot of Sega. So. Right. So I think he might still be too old for Sonic or Mario. It's possible. Yeah. We don't, we don't know. But, uh,. But we don't. But we don't know with these actors. It's, it's mostly just a paycheck for them anyway. And Jim Carrey's a nut job, so it's just like he he he'll, he can do a, a really good Doctor Eggman. So is he is he Doctor Eggman or Doctor Robotnik? In the it's movie? both. You know. Well, well I know it's Robotnik both, but... in the movie, but he could evolve into Doctor Eggman as the film progresses. That's true, but like the anime or the Japanese cut is Doctor Eggman, and then yeah. the Americanized version is Doctor Robotnik. Did you guys not watch till the end of the trailer? Because after no, they no, like... no, I, I saw it, and yeah. the, and I can guarantee that that shot is like the dead end of the movie. Like that, that's not even going to be in the movie. That's the dead end of the film. Like, yeah, so that they, so that, uh, yeah, it's it's either like the last couple minutes when Sonic or fights an after credits scene. I really hope it's Sonic Spinball. Like, like the end of the movie. Well, but no, but did you see that uh, in the, in the background? It's a it's a bunch of giant mushrooms. So it's like Mushroom World from Sonic and Knuckles. Oh, that would be interesting. So that's another thing about the trailer too that I had noticed was that um, 
like when when Sonic is in the truck with that guy and said, "So I guess I have to save your world now." Yeah, like he's an it's alien. Like, yeah, like he's an alien, or he came from another universe, or something like that. So it was like, I guess so. Yeah, and then uh, <sighs> which is which you know doesn't really go much with canon, especially because did you guys ever read the Sonic the Hedgehog comic book, like the yes. Archie comics ones? Because yes. there was the issue where they revealed that Planet Mobius was Earth, but had been changed like a, like a thousand years in the. Right. In the past. Right. Um, well, so here's my prediction for the movie. The after credit scene of the dead end of the movie is going to be that shot we saw in the trailer of Jim Carrey as, like, classic-looking Dr. Robotnik, um, which was also funny because I saw a meme online of him dressed as Thermite from uh, from uh, Rainbow Six Siege because he looks exactly like him. <laughs> um, but, but then um, uh, my prediction is there's going to be an after credit scene or something at the tail end of the movie that either shows or introduces or suggests that tails is gonna like like oh we found more animals or oh yeah. there's more animals affected by this like because he I bet you he's Sonic is created by some sort of scientific experiment I think he's from a different plane or, of existence or maybe from a different but then they're gonna but somebody's gonna be like there's more of them like and just either suggesting that tails and knuckles exist or just or they're actually going to show Tails. Because I think the movie, regardless, is going to end with some sort of hit towards Tails because you can't have Sonic without Tails. So, okay. if... How about this? Can I throw a curveball at you? Sure. How about a uh, crossover leading into a Mega Man movie? <laughs> because there is a Sonic and Mega Man comic. Well, okay. So... <laughs> yes. Um... <laughs> And not to mention, they are making a Mega Man movie, too. Oh, they are? Oh, crap. Never mind then. <laughs> well, so, um, well, that's, that's what's funny about this, because we, we really don't know what, what their plan is for this movie. Like, as far as I know, they, they're probably going to end it on a cliffhanger, but it's never going to get a sequel, because it's going to be really bad. It's going to be as good as the Rocky and Bullwinkle live-action movie. Ooh. Ew. Ooh. <laughs> but more of a dumpster fire. <laughs> oh. All right. <laughs> But I mean, if if you thought Sonic looked bad, if that photo I saw online of Tails, that that's a true dumpster fire in Tails. <laughs> well, Tails, that's a that's a meme. I no, I thought there was le, there like legitimate design for Tails. I'm like, wow, did they even like? Try no, it? that's yeah. no, no that, that's a that's a taxidermy meme. Like somebody tried to taxidermy a fox, and and they were an amateur, and that's what it looked like. So that's actually like. Probably There's actually like, a museum for shitty taxidermy. That's where it, it's from. Yeah, so it's like a that's like a five to eight year old meme. Believe it or not. Okay, that went way over my head. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so the article was saying that there was so much hatred for Sonic's design online that they're going to change it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the artist from Paramount was like, "I heard you." We're gonna the change director it. actually said it. So and that that so that actually changes up a little bit because directors like to talk out of their butts. So I I don't know like you know how much work did it hear, takes. Did you hear the conspiracy theory though? What's that? The conspiracy theory. Is that they release? They already have the fixed Sonic because they know how horrible the, the the design was. Okay. And the conspiracy theory is that they released the horrible looking Sonic trailer to get the publicity out, and that people would hate it, and then people would see it, so that they could fix it and make it better, and that more people will now go see it because they already have this fixed Sonic. That's now do you see? Marketing. Now I have the idea in my head where. The next trailer will be of the first trailer, and then it's the new-looking Sonic watching the trailer being like, what the hell was wrong with these people? That's not how I look. That would blow their plan. Yeah, because so you see, because here's the thing. 
when when I first heard the article the the article that you sent us, Evan, that the director is just like, okay, we're gonna go back and we're gonna change it. I was like, no, 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 yeah. no, 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 because that's not how Hollywood works. Producers would never, ever, ever let a release date slip like that. They're yep. actually just never. splicing in extra footage from uh, Will Smith's genie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, and yeah, so that's not the way that like Hollywood producers and executives would never go for that. They just want to release a film, a crappy film to make money. A director would ne- a director doesn't have that kind of creative control to say, "Hey, we're taking this back and changing it because we heard your voices." That doesn't work. Yeah. It's not how it works at all, ever. Unless the producers um, told him to say that. Un- unless, yes, unless the actual producers said, hey, we're releasing this movie late now. We are now delaying this movie. Because there's no way they're going to make release date and change all of Sonic. But that would mean that they would get a statement from either Paramount or the producers themselves. Not the director. Not the well, director. The director is kind of like the face of the movie, so. I know, but well. <laughs> it's, basically, it's, a, it's the whole mentality of, like, we need somebody to be mad at, so... So, yeah. if this Sonic's no good, who would you cast as the new Sonic? Because, like, where else are you going to find, like, little blue guys running around? <laughs> Jim Carrey. <laughs> uh, the blue chick from Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. The Smurfs extras. <laughs> oh, Veruca? Veruca? Veruca no. Salt? No, that's the... No, that's the, red, that's the red one. Violet. Oh, Violet. Oh, Violet! Violet, yeah. Violet Bar- Beauregard. Beauregard. It's turned Beauregard. into the blueberry. That's right. Violet, Violet Beauregard, yeah. Yeah, she's round enough. She could do the little Sonic spin. Or, or if you do the get the girl who was after the uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory one, she was like super flexible. Yeah, and still blue, so she could probably, turn blue. She yep. probably moved pretty fast. Yeah, gotta go fast. Gotta go fast. Just roll her down the street. Gotta go fast. <laughs> Sonic spinball. <laughs> <laughs> what else we got? That was a good. That was a pretty good discussion on the Sonic. How about um, so we're in a new era of Japan now. We've, oh, that's right. We've yes, moved Reiwa from, era. Yeah, we're we moved from the Hisei era to the uh, Reiwa era, and now the Empress Empress of Japan found out that she went to Belmont High School in in Massachusetts. Yeah, here in Massachusetts. So wait, wait she. Found out that she no, was we a... found out. No, we found out. Masako Owada is like, how did she part of the class of 1981? <laughs> That's pretty cool. That is pretty awesome, and like it doesn't so, have anything to do with us, but it's yeah, no, kind of cool. Well, no. So the question for me, from me, is so was she born here or was she born in Japan? She was born in Japan. So okay. apparently, like in her notes in the uh, in the uh, yearbook, it says, "Thank you so much for inviting me." into into your country and experiencing high school over here nice yeah that's pretty awesome boston has taken over japan like <laughs> yeah do you think yeah. she goes to the reunions confirmed. and if so how like how she must stack up against everyone else who goes yeah <laughs> so oh, what are you doing i'm still at the same job i've been at for 30 years how about you oh i'm just the empress of the coolest country in the world no big deal her first, uh, her first action as empress is to put a Dunkin' Donuts on every corner. Yes. <laughs> I dig it. Yeah, and yeah. she she will walk across the streets to those corners without looking into in both ways before crossing. No, no joke. My friends from Japan who went, I went to college with, 
miss the crap out of Dunkin' Donuts. Because there isn't a single one over in Japan. That's awesome. Do they have a Starbucks over there? Oh, they have a ton. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They have that. even the better drinks in Japan. Yep. Yeah. I, well, because I don't, I don't drink coffee. So, like, I wasn't keeping my eye out for coffee shops. So, the entire time I was over in Japan, I saw no Starbucks. Okay. Uh, or any coffee shops. Uh, There's a lot more in China, actually, than Japan. Derek, Derek's the one you really should be asking because he knows all about Starbucks. Yeah, because I uh, I work He's... for a coffee company. He, yeah, he, he works for a coffee mogul of some sort. So. Oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Derek. So he has to know all of his all of his competitors, and so he just knows a lot about coffee shops in general. He so, knows yeah. so much about his coffee shop that he has three books, the exact same book uh, by the owner of the coffee company. That's a bad joke. I've never read a single one of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I Just mean, it's three copies down. of the same book, too. <laughs> hey, look, hey, look, I can now use my pointing stick. All three books right here. <laughs> cool. So, happy... Uh, happy... Uh, happy Rewa, everyone. Re- Rewa. Happy Rewa. Rewa. It's got me on my knees. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> All right, George uh, Decay. What's next? Oh yeah, I have all the news here. <laughs> I've yes. said I've said my pieces. <laughs> all right, so a recent poll by the Japanese otaku culture news site Akiba Soken <gasps> has statisticing. Fa- what? It's been a long time since we statistics. Yes, statistics showcased <laughs> the Japanese fans' picks for their favorite isekai, another world-themed anime. Mom Isekai. <laughs> so, all right, we all know all types of ant, uh, Isekai. It's basically all we watch these days. So yeah. I'm going to bring it over works. to the floor, and I'm going to have you all guess where, give give me the name of an Isekai, and see where it ranked on the list. Shield Hero. Sword uh, Art Online! I, no, I was gonna, actually going to say Sword Art Online is, is easily the going to be the, the one. Sword Art Online doesn't even don't make the look. list. Greg's ah, cheating. Good. Greg's cheating. No, I don't know the definition for isekai. I'm sorry. I'm looking it okay, up. Okay, so, is- so an isekai anime is... Um, Shield Hero. Is uh, like Shield somebody Hero. from the real world moving to a fantasy world. Thank so you. Shield Hero is players. number five on this list. Okay, Shield Hero is number five. Uh, Kenosuba. That is the number one pick. Good. <laughs> good. <laughs> yeah, good. It is the best out of all. Where is uh, Reincarnated as a Slime? Number two. Yeah, okay, that's what I, I thought. thought it was going to be. So, Where does that wait, wait, does that mean Sword Art Online is number three? No, I told you, Sword Art Online isn't even on this list. Oh, Oof. well, Where, I guess technically it's not. Where is Mom Jeans? M- which one? <laughs> Mommy Sakai. It's not Dude. on there because the anime hasn't premiered yet. That doesn't matter. It's a Mommy Sakai. It's gonna be. It's gotta be on there. <laughs> so it has to be. So it specifically has to be an anime. Yeah, it yes. has to be an anime that came. Okay, so then the... I was uh, just thinking that the power of Mom Isekai was going to be so high yeah. that it just made the list regardless. So that means that there's no chance of the uh, the one being reincarnated as a hot spring is going to be... <laughs> oh, and reincarnated as a vending machine. Yeah, the oh, vending yeah, machine one. so stupid. <laughs> they'll, they'll reincarnate you into anything. Wait, where'd you get the vending machine? What? That's well, the guy gets reincarnated as a vending machine in this one light novel series. Oh, is it on... And see, how, what they do is that... The vending machine. The guy stands there in the vending machine, and he coaxes the monsters to buy something from it, and he keeps rejecting the dollars. And 
as they're being frustrated by that, his friends come and just kill the monster as they're trying to get something from the vending machine. Oh my gosh, Japan, stop. <laughs> just this is what I'm assuming it's going to be like. So, uh, what, what's number three then? ReZero. Oh, I didn't even yeah, think of that. Sense. Yeah, that makes sense. So, so is the top four just the ones that are in that quartet anime, Isekai Quartet? No, actually. Oh, so, Soup is number one. Yeah. Uh, ReZero is number three. Saga of Tiny the Evil is ten. And Overlord's number nine. What was number four? <sighs> in another world with my smartphone. I knew it! Oh my gosh, I was <laughs> actually going to say that one. Um, oh, where does uh, Death March Rhapsody? That is... Um, number eight. That's too high. Yeah, <laughs> high. It's higher than Overlord yeah, and uh, but, Tanya the Evil. Then, oh man, actually, that, good shows. That show was so bad. Like I cannot <laughs> stand how bad Death March Rhapsody was because it's just like such pedophilia. It's crazy. Death Wait, March into a jail cell. You guys hated Overlord? <laughs> no, it's just number nine on this list. Oh, de- kind of, oh, Demon Lord. Kind of that's actually number eighteen. Oh, that should be, that should be higher. Yes. Which one was eighteen? Demon Lord. Uh. I'm yeah. No, I'm I'm kind of lukewarm on Overlord because Overlord is kind of. You see, I enjoyed Overlord because it got to like in season three. The big joke was uh, Ein's Al Ghul finally figuring out that he's the bad guy in the world. Oh really? Yeah. I thought, I thought he knew he was. Yeah, I thought he no, knew he didn't. I actually, haven't seen that. He was like in season point, three. Right? He's like, wait. We're the bad guys? I didn't know. I didn't know either, but because uh, as far as I got was like the reptiles banging each other and then I was just like, okay, <laughs> well, oh yeah, for, I, I like mentally pushed that out of my mind. Well, because I just, thought, just it came was, back I thought it was so stupid that I was like, is this whole scene, uh, this whole season about the lizards? Like, I don't care about That was season lizards. two, right? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't uh, care yeah, about Yeah, half of like, the season was about the lizards and then it, it went back so to Ainz. Yeah, so maybe season I, maybe 3 I, was a lot better, by the way. I actually enjoyed Season 3 much more than Season 2. Well, it was a lot more waifus in Season 3, right? More waifus and more Einstein. Yeah. Well, I see, the only thing that matters to me is if there's uh, Alibeto. If Alibeto's in... Oh, yeah. Alibeto. Oh, my God. The oh, the Season 3 premiere of with Alibeto, the very first episode, is hilarious. And it, it revolves around her. She is like so crazy for like the dick that he does not have like it's just like <laughs> well, how do you know Dude, you haven't been are you gonna, this are you gonna watch it <laughs> he's a skeleton he's a skeleton man it doesn't matter he's a grand mage he can just whip one up yeah, bam I guess that's true I guess. <laughs> he, he can get a great boner <laughs> <laughs> well here well here's are you guys gonna watch the season three at all no. Nope. Okay, so... Greg is. I will. Greg is, and all maybe right. I'll catch up. Alright, so in season three, she's trying to ride, which is a creature wait, wait, wait. that's... I, we said we are going to watch it? Are you going to spoil it for us? Um, in that case, no. I yeah. won't. Yeah, don't spoil no, it for yeah, us. No, yeah, don't tell us. But let's see. Here, here's another disappointing at number 19 Outbreak Company which should totally be higher on the list oh Outbreak Company's great because it it's has just, cat girls and dog girls it's just because it's old yeah that's, that's, that's yeah, the reason why you know Outbreak those who hunt really elves is number 20 I legitimately enjoyed Outbreak Company even though like the main character was just a bitch okay. <laughs> he was such a puss <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, I can't think of any more. Like I'm so I'm so so disconnected from Isekai. All right, so um, another favorite of mine, Devil is a Part Timer, was number thirteen. That's considered an Isekai. Well, it's a reverse Isekai. 
He goes from... Oh, I see. Yeah, because he goes from the fantasy world to the real world. Very good. Uh, oh, what about that show that came out a long time ago that was really well animated but super etchy? Uh, I couldn't find a job, so or so I couldn't be an adventure, so I reluctantly got a job. That doesn't even make the list. Ah, I remembered one that they didn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Old ones, Familiar of Zeros, number 12. Oh, I, that's the one that I was thinking of. Familiar of Zero. Uh, I forgot. I, I forgot that that one was even considered an isekai. That one was. I, I gave up on that one after two episodes. And oh. No Game No Life was number six. Oh, interesting. Oh, yeah. uh, No Game No Life deserves to be on that list. I actually, that I good. watched all of Familiar of Zero. Yeah. It was. Pretty, I liked it. It was cute. It had a. Uh, it had some good characters. A in terrible it. beginning, though. Remember, it actually, but it actually had an ending. Yeah. And actually, I thought it had a good beginning because I thought the concept was hilarious. I did too. That it was like that it was just like, oh, we're summoning our familiars, and then she summons a familiar, and it's a human, and it's just like, oh, okay, that's pretty funny. Yeah, but do you remember that, like, at the beginning though, when um, she had like had him fight that other wizard guy, and was like, but I can't use magic, and so we were expecting, oh, he's gonna be a human, and he's gonna punch him, yeah, because he's because like, oh yeah, but then and then he, he didn't, yeah, because he's normal isekai character, so he's yet again a puss, yeah. Like, <laughs> I I seriously hate animes that that like have that where it's just like, oh, main character is is just is he sucks. Oh, okay. yeah. that's why I love. To, that's why well, that's why I hate to love Rue. Because Rito is such a whiny little bitch who screams every time he sees tits. <laughs> that, they, there's like they they practically just that that's basically a hentai. And that was Evan's to love Ru- Yes, to love. <laughs> Did you know the act? Do you know in the manga of Turavru, he actually hides like the girl's vaginas in his eyes. Oh, yes. Yes, I did. Yeah, the reflection. He actually yeah, puts the, the them there. Yeah, the reflection of his like eyes. Like there's actually like. He actually, without like, like draws them, yeah, draws in. like vaginas and, and the eyes and stuff. And it doesn't, and it doesn't it need to get such interesting. Yeah, huh? That's an uh, that's actually fascinating to me. Yeah, like I, I did not know that. I, I did. I have heard about that. Yes, but I, I, I don't, le- I don't read To Love Rue, and I don't even, I hardly even know what it is. It, it's I, not I, that good. I wouldn't. I feel like it would be a super frustrating. Like everybody loves it, but I just feel like it would be super frustrating. Well, it's it's, frustra- it's it's frustrating because I love harem animes. But I, but I also think harems are also the most frustrating animes because the reason the harems exist is because they're trying to fall in love with somebody, but then the story would be over if they actually fall in love with somebody. So they have to be secretly in love with somebody for like a million episodes or a million volumes or a million chapters or whatever. And you're just like, oh my gosh, just fall in love with somebody. <laughs> and like, cause, um, it's like that's, with- why I'm, that's why I'm really liking, uh, we never learn. We never learn mm. is a fun, is a fun harem because it's like they slowly learn that they like him like the, the, when it first starts off you're just like oh it's not a harem and then it slowly turns into a harem and the, but like there's that one girl that has a crush on him from the beginning so like you're not guessing like oh do they like him or don't they like him you just know like whether they like him or not and so it's kind of i think that's kind of refreshing which is nice well that's why i kind of like love hina it's because the relationship and the love kind of like builds up during the time well, see, and the, the nice thing about Love Hina as well is it actually has an ending. That the, the problem with most harems is they don't have endings because they're usually based off of visual novels and visual novels are like choose your own adventure. And so a lot of them are just like, oh, and they never find out. It's like, ugh, I hate this. <laughs> Basically like blue ball. Choose your adventure when you buy the game. This whole 13 episode series has just been an infomercial for you to buy this game. 
Yeah, or surprise, we have them pick the worst choice ever for emo. Which and is the case. <laughs> or surprise, or we killed him off before anybody can confess their love. Yeah, Golden Time or uh, or uh, Toradora or any of those other harems that are just awful. I, mean, I actually Tor- like Toradora. No, Tor- I, I mean, I, I got mad that the two of them got together in the end because I, I actually wanted them just to be helpful friends to one another. But yeah, no, all in I, all, I did like Toradora. No, I, I actually genuinely love Toradora. I, I really do and genuinely enjoy Toradora, and I think it's good. Uh, he chose he chooses the wrong girl, which is what which is what frustrates me. Golden Time was just trash. <laughs> and it wasn't until you had to show me how trashy it was before I started like disliking <laughs> it. <laughs> all right, what do we have next? Okay, so are you guys ready for more laid back camp? <laughs> I don't know. Did you say laid back camp? Laid back camp has officially announced that it's going to be coming back this January. Yeah. Oh, that's so far away. It's so <laughs> far away, like and here's so the thing: ready. it's so apparently what's first going to air are the new shorts for Haya Camp. Okay. And then after that will be season two. Is Which Haya, I think will be the summertime. Is Haya Camp starring Andre 3000? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're thinking Avengers Endgame. Oh, I, I guess I got that joke. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, I get it. Um, uh, okay, well, I guess I can wait another year for... for uh, Whatever. It's it's really dude. It's just seven months. It's I know, but the whole, whole summer is gonna happen. Are they gonna be camping in the winter time? Well, that's what they've technically been doing. True. It's just breaking the immersion. <laughs> it's not the time of the year I want to go camping. I know. Yeah, that's so true. I, I it would be really cool if they did like a summer camp, like summer camping trips. That'd be that's nice. what I'm hoping the movie is. And it would be like just this really funny film about high school kids trying to camp and just failing miserably. It's it's going to be an 80 minute long beach episode. Ooh. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Well, they're high schoolers, so that's creepy. But... <laughs> Remember, high school age in anime is college age in real life. <laughs> so saith the weebs. And <laughs> And same with and and that that little demon girl over there is really five hundred years old. Yes, we know, we know. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of of cute little characters, cells in the work cells at work. That I can't speak for a second. Cells at work is coming back with a new manga series specifically on those adorable platelets. I heard about this. Yeah, I, I heard about this as well. I don't know how you could make a series just based on the platelets. It's, Especially I mean, because the original series was, wasn't was really about anybody specific in the first place. It was kind of about like the whole thing. I, um, can, I can actually imagine them being like the characters that go around cleaning up the mess and kissing all the boo-boos. Or they're extremely evil and they're in the body of someone that's very unhealthy and is going to have, like, heart disease. And they just, like, fuck stuff up in the heart and clog everything up. (laughs) Well, isn't that Cells at Work Black? That's an actual legit legit spinoff of Cells at Work. Yes, I I do remember that, yeah. Is Cells at Work Black a real thing? Yes! Yeah, it is. Where they talk about the body working against itself? No, like an unhealthy body where it's, like, a grimdark fantasy that sounds terrible yeah it's <laughs> that's osmosis jones <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah, so I, I don't know how I feel about platelet cells at work. It'll be cute. It will be cute. Patch the hole. Patch the hole. Patch the hole. So much lowly bait. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's actually just going to be a flip book of just them like running around. <laughs> <laughs> and having the red blood cells come around just pinching their cheeks. Yeah, yeah, cute. Okay. What we got? All right. So let's take a little break about talking about anime. Let's talk about some music. Because apparently a recent study has shown the rise of two of, um, well, at least two of my favorite, I know at least one of these, is your favorite kind of music ri- rising in listenership. Polka core. <laughs> <laughs> Nightcore. <laughs> so the music distribution company TuneCore has... Oh, God, I was close. Yeah, very <laughs> close. Has has revealed that the two two rising genres of music that have seen an increase in listenership number two is J-pop with a 133% increase mm-hmm. and number one is with a 154% increase heavy metal yay hey. so, so the interesting thing about that is there are almost literally a hundred genres of metal so the question comes to is like which genre of metal is it and is this only in japan or is no this, this is in america oh in america yeah so, uh, so more J-pop people in america metals. are listening to j-pop and metal so because because literally everybody can be like i listen to metallica and be like oh you like metal music and it's just like ah uh, and then um and and then it's like somebody like me who's just like all oh, my bands come from sweden Yes. And I like power metal. And so, uh, and, and I don't know if, if they're counting that or if they're just I think counting. I think it's just a whole bubble of metal. So, like, people who would consider the Black Perfect. Sabbath as, like, metal and Metallica and Megadeth and Sabaton and Rammstein, all these different types of metal under one envelope or one under one bubble. And copper and cadmium. <laughs> no, those are, those are metals. They're precious metals. Um, there has to be a metal band called Copper and Cap and Capium. Or precious. That's Coheed and Cambria. Oh right. <laughs> what um, if that was the original name and they just but screw it, let's just turn them into people names. Like I don't know how to say this. If somebody has a speech impediment, and that's how they said it. Coheed and Capia. Fine, whatever. Um. So that's cool. But I want to know where they got those statistics from. Because that would be... Like, did they get it from Spotify? Or did they get it from iTunes? Or did they, like, get amalgamation of just everything? I got the story right here. Hold on. They asked every person leaving a bowling alley on a Tuesday. So, it's it's actually... um, They got the statistics from Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon, and more than 150 other music streaming and download services worldwide. So it's not just America, it's the entire world that's now listening to more metal and J-pop. People are finally starting to realize that metal music isn't just like deathcore growling and grindcore and shrieking and all this stuff, that there's actually genres of metal that even 
sissies can listen to, like Dr. Vale. Metal is for everyone. Yeah, like my boys, like my boys, made of steel. Freedom call. for everyone. I'm actually wearing my Freedom Call shirt right now. I got a brand new Freedom Call shirt. Shout out to... Your friend's dad, dad. bought you that yeah. shirt. <laughs> Look, I'm wearing a Freedom Call shirt. That's I awesome. I got this last night. It's so awesome. I'm, I'm like so happy. I've never been happier with a t-shirt in my whole, my whole entire life. That's why I'm wearing my t-shirt. Yeah. That's, that's the same. <laughs> my Boom Tetris from Jeff shirt. <laughs> boom Tetris from Jeff. Um... We're all wearing our... Greg, what shirt are you wearing? <laughs> what, what t-shirt are you wearing, Greg? Uh, Radio Massasoit. <laughs> Lift that shirt! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I do have a shirt under here. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> never mind. It's too, it's too hard to... Yeah, so I'm wearing a... Ra- yeah, never mind. <laughs> Why explain the t-shirt? <laughs> yeah. My, my, t-shirt's, my t-shirt is, in fact, a metal band, so... And the best metal band in the world. You know what I'm kind of wondering? I'm wondering if that metal statistic came from all the people who are now esports fans because League of Legends is now the number one esports in the entire world and more people watch the League of Legends finals than baseball, hockey, and uh, I believe the Super Bowl. Mm. Uh, uh, I don't know about the Super Bowl. Ma- maybe. I don't know. I but... mean, worldwide people watch League of Legends. Only America watches the Super nope, Bowl. Nope, and Canada. Oh. Canada watches the Super Bowl, too. And some British people. They so, do? Yeah, because we've played NFL games over in Britain. That's that's true. There's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of Patriots fans in Britain. Yeah, they watch soccer in, in the UK. <laughs> um, no, we... Uh, so uh, what my point is is that everybody is listening to Pentakill, which is the oh, yeah. which is the League of Legends born metal band. Yep. Yeah. And it's uh, actually pretty good. And they're really good. It's actually like it's good power metal. Yep. It's really good power metal. Yep. And so. and so like in between games on uh the League of Legends streams, they play Pentakill. So okay. everybody's listening to Pentakill and they're like, "Oh, I like this." And then they download Pentakill and then now Pentakill's probably like one of the biggest metal bands ever. And then they discover power metal. Yep. And power metal's so good. <laughs> I like power metal so much. Uh. <sighs> Can't recycle this. All right, how about we uh we'll, let's talk about some gaming news. Yeah, okay. Uh one of our favorite video game characters is coming back. Sonic no. <laughs> I know who it is. Yes. Earthworm oh. Jim. Oh, oh, my favorite. <laughs> yeah. My favorite of all time. Super Zoo of all. Um. <laughs> so, I have such mixed feelings about this. I will play a new Earthworm Jim game in an instant. However, it's on the Intellivision Amico, the, the system that nobody has heard of. Yeah. It yeah, it's game? going to be a console exclusive for this. Now, the qu- the question about the Intellivision Amigo is, like, what is it? Like, nobody actually knows what the system is, so... Intellivision does. Uh, I went to their website to learn about it, and it looks confusing. Like, in all honesty. So, uh, so the uh, founder, of, so now the president of Intellivision is Tommy Tallarico, who was the composer on all the Earthworm Jim games. Oh, Tommy Ta- Tallarico. Tallarico, yeah. Tallarico. Who also does video games live. Mm. Yes. Yes. That as well. Interesting. And I was actually seeing, like, all the people who are actually staff members of Intellivision who are launching this. And, you know, it's pretty impressive resume. A lot of people who used to be with, like, Sega and Nintendo and even, yep. like, PlayStation and Xbox. So, I mean, they've got, they, 
Because <laughs> because that's what their that's what their controllers look like. They look like zooms. <laughs> Anyways, anyways, <laughs> so so with Earth, with this Earthworm Jim game, everybody who um, who made this game way back when, back twenty five years ago, is coming back to make the legit official fourth installment in the series. Technically, this will be the third installment because the third installment of uh, of Earthworm Jim wasn't made by anybody who who made it, or the original two Earthworm Gyms. I thought you were just going to stop right there and just say not made by anybody. Yeah. And that's another, <laughs> throw yeah. a solid question up to you, uh, like, who made it? I, I was actually, I listened to I listened to Doug talk about the third Earthworm Gym, and he hates... He denies it. He, he denies Earthworm Gym 3D, because he's just like, that wasn't any of us. That was, uh, that was uh, a company trying to make a quick buck off of Jim. Yep. And he's like, so that wasn't any of us. So, uh... I think Shiny Entertainment who released the first two games, owned the rights to Jim. And they were just like, yeah, let's just release another one on a, on a new console. Right, and yeah. and uh, they didn't. And Shiny Entertainment at that time didn't have any of the same people who worked on the originals. So, yeah. And so, I think Shiny uh, was able to, well, they were able to get back their rights from Shiny. And now they're making a fourth game or third game. I, I just really hope that that weirdness is back. Oh, like, it will, oh, be. Just, will be. I mean, it, have you yeah. read Doug Tenable's recent works? It's still weird as hell. Yeah, and uh, and he's also now creating an Earthworm Jim comic book because he ha- is he really? Yep, he can create an Earthworm Jim comic book now. Oh my gosh, that's so exciting! Yep, he I I um so I followed. I've his never last... heard your voice get that high before. <laughs> so I followed. Is his... that something to legitimately be excited about? Yeah, I followed his last uh, book, which was Bigfoot Bill. Yeah, Bigfoot and Bill. Bigfoot Bill was gonna be his reworked character to bring back the spirit of Earthworm Jim. Yeah, um, in a new character. In a new character. And Bigfoot Bill was going to be it. He's even released to his backers, which I purchased, was a game, a video game demo that was basically Earthworm Jim, but but skinned as Bigfoot Bill. Um, you have that? Uh, not yet. It oh, hasn't okay. been released yet, but there's going to be a demo uh, that you can play. Mm. Um, but now, after this project had ended, I got an email from Psychro. The villain, one of one of the villains from Earthworm Jim. I got an email from Psycho saying um, to follow the Earthworm Jim comic book project. Oh my gosh! So, yeah, that's so exciting. Yeah, I'm like legitimately excited about that. That makes me so happy. All right, so here's my question now: Will Bigfoot Bill be in the new Earthworm Jim game? Oh my gosh, that's such a good question. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Imagine uh, Bigfoot... if it's like a game where you can like it's. Imagine you could one player is Earthworm Jim, the other one is Bigfoot Bill. That would be a great co-op game. That would be so cool. Yeah. Oh man. I really have never heard your voice go this. That's way. what I was saying. <laughs> this is this is what it sounds like when I can actually get legitimately excited about something, not just like, hey, who is this guy gonna make him up? <laughs> like, I, I feel bad for like Evan and Derek and people who can't see your face right now because it is like so so happy. I'm, I'm so happy. Like I, I, I just I think this is one of the coolest things ever. Yeah, I've so. been I've been waiting for the return of Earthworm Jim for ages, and I mean, and, and I mean, if I am, just think about how excited Jonathan is about that. Cause, I, mean, I have an Earthworm Jim shrine in my living room. Yeah, and come see it. It's real. I'm serious. <laughs> Does your I mean, it's, do you have like I mean, a little also, pope hat on top of Jim? <laughs> but I mean, we also like listen to Doug all the time. Like we watch his show and listen to his conversations, and we're like following his art. And, and going through all that cool stuff and, and just seeing what he's involved in. And and so, like, being a part of that 
that crew and that and that uh, and being able to support him behind like his projects like Bigfoot Bill and stuff. Oh, which I still haven't read Bigfoot Bill. Can I? Yeah, I'll, I'll give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Oh man, that's that is some great news that did not spiral into talking about horror animes. <laughs> Speaking of which... Well, well <laughs> yeah. oh, wait, wait, wait. We can, um, well, on more of the etchy scale, we could talk about another video game that's actually being adapted into a movie. And that video game is Saints Row. Oh, oh yeah. That is right. not where I thought where you were going with Neither this. Neither did I. Oh. Well, come on. Saints Row the Third. What, what, what's one of the weapons you can get for it? Uh, well, a very large, purple, uh, inappropriate weapon. Yes, the dildo bat. <laughs> See... There it is. Saints Row 2 was still the best Saints Row, though. Like, Saints Row 2 is the best Saints Row game that ever came out. I'll, yeah. It was basically the anti-Grand Theft Auto. I remember yeah. the remember the ad that came out for it. You could just go bowling, or you could go streak naked all around the street. <laughs> um, like, even even from, like, the first game, you were just like, oh, man, this, is, this isn't taking itself seriously. Like the Well, I don't know. There well, let's see. I, I, would that... say, I would say that the first Saints Row was a legit clone of Grand Theft Auto. Saints yeah, Row yeah. 2 was when it started getting its own identity. But, and, uh, yeah. you know, 3 and 4 are, like, such a blast to play. And 2 is great as well. But I felt like it was the third one, in my personal opinion, that, like, really got the comedy right. Well, see, they may have gotten the comedy right, but the gameplay wasn't as good as number 2. Like, the gameplay is much better in number 2. Yeah. That I can agree with. That I can and, agree and, with. Like, and the customization in number 2 was also, like... You could not only how you could customize your character, like you were very limited on how you could customize your character in Saints Row Three. Yeah. In Saints Row Two, you could customize him to the teeth of however you wanted. Are you sure? Because also, I remember them being a shit ton of weird, cool shit that you could no, add no, no. to the but third then, one. But then after that, that you could like do the base and the gang and the cars and like your personal vehicle. Gotcha. And muse, like like all that stuff was just like decked to the teeth. And, gotcha, because that's right. Because in the third and fourth one, you can only just customize yourself, which also wasn't that great because there was like this really awesome cartoony feature to the yeah. first one, the first, or two. the first two, and then the third one looked a lot more based in reality, yeah, a lot more realistic. Because like, I remember Andrew. Andrew made a character in all three games called Old Man Gangster. Yeah, and Old Man Gangster <laughs> is the best character. Where. And he looked awesome in the first two games, and yeah, then was, in the third one, he was great, but he looked just more like Clint Eastwood. Yeah, so like, so like, I made him skinny, like, 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 impossibly yeah, skinny. Impossibly skinny. I made his ears huge, his nose big. Like, I gave him like a lot, like a big old man scowl, and stretched his mouth down, and I gave him like a bald head, and um, or like white hair, balding head. And, uh, and it was great because he was like this really skinny character. But then in Saints Row 3, you could only make him kind of buff. Yeah. And um, and he was still like an old, but you couldn't make his ears huge. And you couldn't make his nose big. He just ended up kind of looking like Clint Eastwood, which is cool. I like Clint Eastwood a lot. But um, I missed I missed riding down the street on a chopper to yeah, the like, ride of the Valkyries. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I totally did do that. Yeah. As like this old man in a wife beater. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Get off my lawn! Yeah, Everywhere's my lawn. I was, I was, it, I had a blast with Saints Row. So, anyways, what's about this movie? So, no. F. Gary Gary, who directed The Fate and the Furious uh, and Straight Outta Compton, and the upcoming Men in Black International, is set to direct it. Okay, 
That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So and I, and currently the scriptwriter is Greg Russo, who is currently scripting the Mortal Kombat movie reboot and the Resident Evil movie reboot. Uh oh. Um. <laughs> wait 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 wait. This is the Resident Evil one is going to be more true to the actual games. Yeah. No more Mila Jovovich. I'm, I'm sure I'm sure it is, but um, uh, my my question is is. There, there have been issues with video game movies like this, which is ironically, we're talking about this now and that's our topic for Yeah, today. right. Um, the issue with video game movies that are based on a movie where, that is create your own character is how do you represent the main character in this movie? Because it's not your character. You hardcore Henry it. Huh? Hardcore Henry it. He, yeah, yeah, you could, you could. And like hardcore Henry, if they put like a Saints Row skin on top of it, it could totally be a Saints Row movie. Yeah. It's literally the same thing. Um, but, uh, but my guess is that it's going to be like, oh, like your character doesn't exist yet because it's, it's probably the rise and the fall of the third row saints. Cause you're, you, when your character came into play, it's the rise of the, of the third street saints. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and, and, but before that, the saints were someone else as well. So, cause like, then you get like in touch with Gat and, and so maybe it's like a movie about Gat, but like before your character comes into play kind of a thing. Yeah, or they could cast Nolan North to play the protagonist. Or they could cast Nolan North to play the protagonist because I mean, like, it would fit. Yeah, but well, yeah, I guess he's old. He could be old man gangster. Yeah, old man gangster. Yeah, he could old be man old man gangster. gangster. <laughs> and Daniel Day Kim can replace his role as Johnny Gat. <laughs> there you go. Because he was really good in the Hellboy movie. Oh, that was him. Yeah, that was him. Okay, I still haven't seen Hellboy, so I don't. Cool. It's very enjoyable. That's cool. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. All right. What do we got? Um, I think that's it for actual really cool news that we could all really discuss. All right. That's good because we're about an hour into the uh, Oh my God, we are. Already. Wait, wait. Hold on. There's one movie that we haven't talked about that's based on a game adaptation. Oh, okay. and I think oh. Derek should also we, has an Into the West. The oh, West. you were saving that? Yeah. We'll Darn save- I really wanted to look into it further. Well, no, we're going to save it for the topic. That was a bad pun. All right, go ahead. All right. Oh, the so. The Yasuo movie? <laughs> the I Spy movie? No, um. Clue? Yeah. <laughs> So we should move on to what we're watching. No, right? no, hold on. Derek has a uh, into the West. Oh, are you guys uh, are you guys fans of Last Week Tonight? 
I've seen episodes. Yeah, yeah. I watched more of the first season than I'm not. Really. Well, I definitely suggest watching the episode from uh, what would it be? A couple May of weeks 2nd? ago. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Yes. Uh, so John Oliver decided to conquer the uh, conquer the concept of the Japanese mascots for towns, and especially the mascot Cheetan, who is yes. not really an official mascot. But pretty much reigns in. Oh, what's the name of the town? Is that the one that keeps getting beat up? Yeah, oh. that's the one. That, well, beat well, up. Beats up different things. <laughs> and like it has a nice social media presence where there's a bunch of videos of it just like in a dark windowless room, just like beating up a training dummy <laughs> and stuff. Or like <laughs> my favorite one is where she's trying to play piano. Oh God. <laughs> So, the town wants Cheetan out, so John Oliver is actually trying to create his own mascot to fill the void, called uh, Chi-John. Okay, so the actual mascot for the town is named Shinjo-kun, and I can't... And who's got the po- the bowl of ramen on top of its head? Yes, it's an otter with a bowl of ramen on the head, and it's the mascot for Susaki. With an aging population of 20,000, quote, is not quite sure whether to laugh or cry. (laughs) (laughs) So now it has three mascots in this town. Yes. Technically four, because Cheetan was based on an actual otter that became a mascot. So there was Shinjo-kun, the real Cheetan, the mascot Cheetan, and now Chi-John. And uh, Chi John looks almost like Chi Tan, but with John Oliver's haircut and glasses. And a nice little uh, checkered collar and tie. Oh my gosh. But that's not where the story ends. Yeah, uh, Chi Tan does not like his turf being stepped on, so Chi Tan's coming right out there and challenging John Oliver to a match to uh, see if he wants to, quote, explode through some tables. But uh, Chi-John is officially in Susaki, and apparently Susaki is, like, endorsing him, or letting him stay. So, we're taking over Japan, one city at a time. Here we go. <laughs> and, the, and through the Empire. <laughs> Praise be the Reiwa era. <laughs> <laughs> Already off to a good start, Reiwa era. <laughs> nice. And was that Into the West? Yeah, I think that was Into the West. And that was Into the West. Now, uh, let's uh, let's talk about a, l- a little bit about what we're watching. We got some we got some new shows that we've been talking about. We got yeah. even, been... even Greg has some new shows that he's been watching. Well, they're new to me. They're new to you, and that's why we you can still talk about them. Okay. Um, but I've been watching uh, Helpful Kisune Senko-san. Oh, that show is so good. Dogakobo's new disgustingly cute show about a fox girl that helps this guy who is having a rough time with his job life and she just does things that is disgustingly cute. And I, I, I want to, I'm, I'm almost sickened by how adorable the show is. Now, I will is... beat someone over the head with my new cane for a plushie of Senko-san. Now, is this a full half-hour show? Yep, yes. full half-hour show. 
Oh my and gosh, I don't know if I can handle that. No, no, listen, it is so comforting. You, It's the half hour you need, man. So it's, <laughs> it is Doga Kobo, uh-huh. so it's very good in its quality of how cute it is. Okay. Um, I, I don't know what it is. I, I just I love everything they do, <laughs> and uh, I even and the I do... even the first person perspective parts at the end of each episode that like the uh, the one room part aspect is creepy in one room, but in <laughs> this show they do it so well. Um, that is a thing. Uh, I forgot about that for a little bit, but now you reminded me, and I was like, yeah, okay. Like, um, I I love how cute Dogakobo is able to make everything, and it's funny how they just get like they know that if they need, if they need to make uh or have a studio that needs to make something cute, they go straight to Dogakobo. It's it's really fascinating. Um, I can see this show getting a little tiring, but I only watched the first episode, so I'm not. So I'm waiting to see what all the other episodes bring to me. Um, I will say that, like, as someone who's seen, like, all the current four episodes, like, how relatable, like, the main guy is in this series. And I think that's the big draw. Like, like this guy is over overtired. He's overworked. He kind of is a representation of, like, how our generation tends to be with, with our current jobs. And Senko-san comes in and kind of bees like... The, the pillow that every guy or every girl needs to lay on after, you know, this long, hard day at work. I almost think that that's the problem with the show, though, is that she's like this character where, uh, like, because everybody, everybody likes to come home. And everybody would, like, dead wish to be to come home and find their own Senko-san waiting for them. That too, and, yeah. And, and it's kind of depressing in that fact where it's just like, well, this is fake, so that's not going to happen. So it's just like, how do I get rid of my stress? <laughs> you know, it's just like, uh, it's nice that this That's where the plushies come in. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's nice that this guy has a fox spirit making dinner for him when he comes home. But where's my Senko-san making getting groceries from the gods. Yeah, get on it, Japan. This is the Reiwa era. You're supposed to be adding something new and fresh, man. Give us all Fox Girls, damn it. Oh, well, okay. I'll go for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so Senko-san is cute. I, I, I have been enjoying watching it, and I'm also catching up on Shield Hero. I'm, I, I'm two episodes behind now. Maybe three. Greg, you just started Shield Hero. I would say I'm more than halfway through it, actually. Seriously? I, I started last night, I think, with two or three episodes. And then for some reason today, I was like, yeah, this is going to be a great day. I'm going to work on my final. Um, <laughs> and then I started working on it. I threw on some Shield Hero. And then I kept looking back and forth. And then I gradually put down my final. And then I laid on my bed for the next uh, four hours and watched Shield Hero. <laughs> So what episode are you on? Uh, I just finished episode 10, so I'm on 11. Whoa, wow. Yes. Okay. Yes. I think I'm on episode 15, so you're almost to, to where I'm at. Oh, darn it. Um, I was hoping to be ahead of you. It's I, I love <laughs> Shield Hero. It's so good. It's so good. I love... I, I feel like even though it's uh, the Isekai... Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like how the main character is... To me, seems to be different from other main characters of other isekais. Well, see, that's why that's what I was when when Jonathan first introduced this show to me, which got me onto the show. Yeah, 
I, I was just like, it's an isekai. It's stupid. I'm not going to watch it. And then I actually watched it. I was like, oh, this is different. This is weird. It's like, this guy seems like an a-hole, but he's like not. But, he's but, just being straightforward. Yeah, and I, I like him for that. Like, I like it because it's just like, he's not going to take crap from anybody. Like, what what is he? Like, he could destroy the world if he wanted to. Like, what? Uh, and it's, it's just nice. I, I like the mentality of the character a lot. It, it, like, threw me off at first because I expect him to be like, yeah, uh, you're welcome for saving you, whatnot, but he's, like, it's whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, and, uh, yeah, I do expect you to pay me no yeah. matter what. <laughs> yeah. It's like, dude, these people you're helping are dirt poor, they have no money. He's like, oh, just pay me back later. It's like, yeah. it's like what? Yeah, no, I, I've been I've been super enjoying it as well. And uh, I, I am getting a little... I, I am a little confused. Like, the more you watch it, you'll probably see this as well. But I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little confused at where... Like, I think they're get, getting a little stuck as, like, how bad they want to make these other characters out to be. Because, like, the character... The, the, uh, the side characters keep flip-flopping on how evil they are. And it's just like, okay, now they're really evil. Oh, now they're only kind of evil. Oh, now they're a joke. Oh, now they're back to being really evil. Oh, now they're... So, like, that's kind of inconsistent. Which is unfortunate. Well, I think it's a matter of it's uh, like a personal battle because they want to side with the king, but at the same time they realize they they might be starting to realize their mistakes. But so they're they're like that's most of the issue though is that like they still don't believe him even though he's like proven it the whole way through that he's not a bad guy and and it's just like wow that would never happen and but. I don't know. Yeah, especially with um, you know, now that you bring up that point, it, I think about the spear hero, and it's just like yeah, well, and that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. He, he keeps flip flopping on how evil he actually is because he's not evil; he's just an idiot, and 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 that's like the problem I have. It's just like okay, isn't that like every problem? single Earthworm Jim villain? He's not evil; he's just an idiot. Yeah, well, and but that's just it. Is like okay, how long? can you just be an idiot for before you're just a bad guy? And like, and that's where the show is having trouble with me. Like where I'm having trouble accepting that he's not just an idiot. He's, he's a bad guy, but, but it, it's really just, Oh, he's just an idiot. And it's like, ah, oh, okay. I get it. Like, come on. So with that said, I'm still wondering why they discriminate against the shield hero. Exactly. And that's yeah. what, I, that's what I'm saying. They I didn't know if really, you, you would have found that out because you're a few episodes ahead of me. No, not really. That's that. That's kind of a letdown because I want to know why the king and everyone's being so nasty. Like, well, it just doesn't make sense. You kind of understand, and I think it. Maybe, maybe I haven't had it fully explained to me yet, but it's like, eh, it's it's kind of there. You'll you'll catch up and you'll see. I I have like three more episodes to watch before I'm fully caught up, but it's but there's still like I don't know how many more uh like seven or ten up ten nine or ten episodes left in the season. They're on. Oh, okay. I was gonna say right now they're on episode what seventeen, I think for Shield Hero. Something like that. It's four episodes past. Two, yeah, so seventeen. Okay. Evan, what have you been watching? So on Netflix, they finally premiered the new stop motion anime series Rila Kuma and Karu. Her? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was waiting for you to go. Oh, I've heard about this, so I guess not. So as. So you know the character of Rilakkuma, right? The little cute little bear that's like on just about as much merchandise as Hello Kitty is? Um, maybe? Now you do! <laughs> Alright, so Rilakkuma is basically this lazy bear. And the show Rilakkuma is about the bear and two of his friends uh, now living in an apartment with this woman named Karu. 
And the show is just basically about uh, the woman trying to move on from, you know, where she was like in college to now being an adult. So it kind of has this sort of a Gretzko kind of feel in the way it's trying to teach about, you know, being responsible, being an adult, and being like all these sorts of things. But it's like all presented in what should be like a kid's show. But it's like, um, but it's like the show is more geared towards the adults that are watching the show with their kids than it is with the little children. Interesting. And it's, and the stop motion is very well done. It does remind me a lot of like, um, you know, a much better animated version of like the old Rankin and Bass stuff. So, so you know, Japan does a really great job when it comes to like stop motion animation, and like Pengu, like Pengu, yes, <laughs> like with Pengu, uh, the show is about thirteen episodes, and each episode's like ten minutes long, so it's a very quick watch, but it's really relaxing. It's very funny, and all in all, like it's it's a it's definitely a show that like although I heard about it. I wasn't really expecting too much about it, uh, you know, too much of, of it, but it wound up really surprising me with the life lessons it taught throughout the whole series. So if you've got Netflix, definitely go check that out. And of course, the other show that I've been watching and very excited about is Isekai Quartet. Yes. So with Isekai Quartet having the universes of Konosuba, ReZero, Overlord, and Saga of Tiny the Evil. Un- literally under one school roof, and it's a lot funnier than I thought it was going to be, which says a lot. Because why did they choose Saga of Tanya the Evil over other isekais that are more popular? Well, because Saga of Tanya the Evil is pretty popular in Japan. That's really interesting because she doesn't seem to fit in with those other character or with those other. Well, that's like... why it's funny when like all when like Kazuma and uh, Ainz like have like the same thought of oh they're from another war based world or like they're from cause like one's a war based one's a fan and like everybody else is fantasy based yeah like see and that's what I mean like I feel like she's out of place like they should have put you uh... would you would think that but like during episode 3 and episode 4 when she's talking with Ainz al you'll find that the two of them have a lot of similarities, especially when they talk about salary men. Huh. And, you know, the thing is, like, out of all the shows, the only series I hadn't been watching was ReZero, so now I'm actually going back and watching ReZero so I can understand a lot of the in-jokes that are happening there. Yeah, like all the jokes of Rem, like... All the Rem jokes, all the, um, the reason why he, um, uh, what's his name? Is it Satoru? Uh, I, I think it's uh, Subaru. Subaru! Yeah. Like, Subaru always, like, like introduces himself as being, like, broke. Or something like that. But so, um, so I'm trying to see what the joke is about that aspect. So I'm now watch- so I've watched the first two episodes, which technically is actually just the first episode of ReZero. And, like, I've been enjoying it. I'll, I'll see where it takes me and see if the hype is real with it. But it I think Isekai Quartet is really getting the comedy right. Especially when it comes to seeing all these different characters from different worlds interacting with one another. And they're interacting in the way that they that you could only have imagined in your head until this show could have been created. Hmm. I would have not, not even imagined them in my head. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, you see, I've always imagined Konosuba, and even though I hadn't seen it, ReZero, because the creators of both series are actually, like, really good friends, and they act, and they meet up for, like, lunch and dinner to, like, compare each other's works to, you know, make... C.S. Lewis. <laughs> yeah. And basically to make sure that nobody, like, they're not doing the same thing as they're doing, and they're even helping each other out, like, flesh things out. There's even a, um... There's a ReZero story. C.S. Lewis. <laughs> There's even a ReZero story that has, I think, Amelia being transported into the world of Konosuba. Interesting. Yeah. So, I'm liking it. I'm enjoying it. Sweet. Anybody have anything else? Great. Get going. <laughs> then we are going to move on to our Topagachi for today, which we've already talked about pretty much throughout the entirety of the show. Yeah, we've already talked about Sonic. We've already talked about Saints Row. And what else can we talk about about video game movies? Other than that, most of them are pretty bad. Yeah. Let's talk about... Should we look into it now? Should we find some clues? About what movie this is going to be. What are you talking about, Greg? Just tell us what you're talking about. I re- Can I reveal it now? Yes. Detective Pikachu, duh! Yes, I know. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, So, Detective Pikachu... Well, for have, have any of us seen Detective Pikachu yet? No, but I've heard a lot of early reports, and they're saying it's actually pretty great. I thought it came out this week. No, no it, it came comes out, out, out on the 10th. What? Yeah. Uh, I was, with, the, or, I was with, the, with everybody at D&D yesterday, and they were all like, let's go see it tomorrow. They're going to be disappointed. Yeah. I guess so. <laughs> I didn't even know, because I was just like, ah, okay. Um, yeah, Detective Pikachu. I mean, we've talked Detective Pikachu to death on the show already. I think it looks fun. I think it looks cute. And I think, I think it'll be... I, I don't think it'll be anything like... This is our standard for Pokemon movies now, because I think because it's like an alternate universe Pokemon already, it's just there to be fun, like a, and a good movie, and it yeah. looks good quality. Like the quality looks nice. Mm-hmm. I yes. can't wait to seal to seal. Yeah, I can't wait to see the live renditions of the Pokemon and how they would look in real life. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we've seen a lot of good ones that they've showcased. I mean, I know Mister Mime's pretty creepy, but that Bulbasaur that they show is so adorable. What? I remember seeing the live adaptation of like Ivysaur and Venusaur, and that was really creepy. Is oh, Bulbasaur yeah. actually cute? In this? Bulbasaur is really cute. Bulbasaur has always been notoriously like much cuter than Venusaur and Ivysaur because like they're just gross. Bulbasaur. That same theory kind of applies to real life people. They're really cute as kids, and then when they grow up, they get uglier. Really? Ugly. Have you ever seen you? You've never seen the customers who have like these ugly ass kids at my store. I just say, yep, that's another baby. Yeah. <laughs> they all look the same. Can't wait <laughs> definitely to eat another this one. Baby. <laughs> um So Pikachu. So Detective Pikachu looks fun. I, I I'm I have high hopes that that's going to be another movie added to the list of good video game adaptation movies. Which is a very short list. Because I mean Silent Hill's on that list. Uh, in my opinion, I think I say Silent Hill is also on that list. Yeah. But the first... First Silent uh, the, Hill. I've the heard second it. Silent Hill movie was 
really bad. Um, I it was it was basically uh, Silent Hill fan fiction, the movie, which was really bad. It's the pachinko um, game brought to the big screen. <laughs> I think Rampage was a pretty good video game movie. Yeah, I've been hearing that 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 movie is actually pretty fun. You never saw it? No, I never saw it. Did Dwayne, you saw it though? Yeah. Oh, Dwayne? tell us about it. Uh, it was been a few months, but uh, mm, circle back to me on that. I'll get some mental. But, okay, but you think that ramp? You thought that rampage was good because we've we've been getting feedback from people, our Wicked anime fans, that also say that it was like a it was a fun movie to watch and it was. Yeah, it was very fun. I thought. I mean, the the plot was pretty basic, generic, but the way the characters interacted and the witty banter, it was. It was very well put together, and I thought the character design was very good for um, for Hollywood because usually you expect that high level, and you don't see that in these video game movies. But so you're basically you're saying The Rock kept his promise to actually make a good video game movie for once. What do you for? No, this was the first one he was in. Hey, no, hey, oh, the you Doom you never saw Doom. Awesome. Yeah, Doom's great. Oh, I did not see Doom, so I can't comment. It's on a it. really bad movie, but it's so good. <laughs> yeah. You mean like King Arthur? Well, it was a really uh, bad movie, but it was wildly entertaining. I haven't heard anything like that about the King Guy Arthur. Ritchie King Arthur movie. The latest one that came yeah, out the Guy Ritchie with, uh, one, <laughs> the Char- one with, Charlie, yeah, Charlie Hunnan. Yeah. Does he shake his head and say something sincere? Sincerely, I think so. Um. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, the Doom movie was always, like, that was, I mean, we almost got into, like, dub casting. Yeah. Like, we almost redubbed the entire back, back in the day, when Andrew and I were young filmmakers, we would take bad movies and we would redub them. And one of our projects, amongst that, one of our projects was Doom, which was coming out really good, and then we just stopped, because we usually stopped, because we were, like, 12. Uh, and then, uh, and then we were also working on The Departed as well. And and Starship Troopers and Starship Troopers. Starship Troopers came out really good. Starship Troopers came out really good. Yeah, it was fun. And and we had we only got for the Departed. We only got to uh, the um, script writing process for yeah, for Departed, and then we yeah we lost all of our cast members who were supposed to be a part of it. But I remember we were that everything Mark Wahlberg did in, did in the movie. He was supposed to squeak. Yes, and like. It was gonna be funny. Yeah, it was. It was really funny. Yeah, I feel like we that could be a potential fun idea to do for. Uh, down the line. I agree, actually. Yeah. We could, we could bring that, that back. We All we need is that. audio, right? Well, because so. we, we don't need to rip anything anymore. Like, we used to have to rip everything back in that day. Now you don't really have to rip anything at all. So everything's available on the internet already. <laughs> so we could just dub over the departed. Yep. I would love that. Yeah, that sounds like it could be fun. That was, that <laughs> was awful. But, but, yeah, Doom was one of our projects for that. And uh, did you know, I did not know this, but, but Carl Urban in this movie... Um, he plays a character named Reaper. Mm-hmm. And so for the first person shooter part of the Doom movie, I re I, I took it upon myself to re-sound effects the entire scene so that we could play that to Don't Fear the Reaper by Blue Oyster Cult. <laughs> Did you know that Blue Oyster Cult's Don't Fear the Reaper is the exact same length as the first person shooter scene? Yeah. You can just click and drag it and drop it right in place and it's the exact same length. So actually, it makes you th- wonder if maybe they were trying to license the song and they went, no. <laughs> yeah, and, it's, and it's actually and, it, and it, it's actually pretty in sync with it as well. Yep. It's pretty in sync. It's it's really wild. We we did that experiment just as 12-year-olds. Do you think it was meant to go be the soundtrack for that scene? That's what I was yeah. saying. Yeah. We were older than 12. 
because we were in high school, but yeah, 12 year olds was a joke. Was, <laughs> Hyperbole. Um, I hope we weren't watching rated R films as 12 year olds. Well, the first, yeah, we probably were. Yeah, <laughs> our dad I watched Caddyshack when I was five. Yeah, our dad showed us Stripes way too early <laughs> oh, in life. I love Stripes. <laughs> was it Stripes PG back then? No, no. Stripes is very rated R. Yeah, Stripes is very rated R. <laughs> It just if if you need proof of why stripes is rated R, just look at the scene where the general is like looking at the women's showers. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Super explicit. Uh, True. Colonel. Oh right. Colonel. Colonel. Yeah, yeah, I remember watching Revenge of the Nerds as a kid, and they show the scene where they're peeping on the girls, and like, oh, you see everything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, they like it's pushed wild. back in the eighties. So. <laughs> and then Ronald Reagan came in and be like, "We cannot have ah! this many boobies in our movies." Good jokes. <laughs> Because that's a Bush joke, Because, like, Bush was president in the 80s, and then... And then Ronald Reagan and came then in. Ronald Reagan came in. So. <laughs> and then there was no Bush. <laughs> There'll be no more Bush and boobies in PTR R-rated movies. Um, so, this... We haven't even started talking about the worst of the worst video game movies, which is the, the career that was Uwe Boll's. Ha! Uh, uh, the only thing that I think is worse than Uwe Boll is, uh, what's his name, Anderson? Cancer? Guy- Paul W.S. Anderson? Paul W.S. Anderson of Resident Evil and soon-to-be Monster Hunter. Oh, yeah. Because I think that's more embarrassing than <laughs> yeah. Uwe Boll. You think so? Oh, man. Like, so Uwe Boll's answer to people saying that they hate his movies is, all right, well, step into the boxing ring and I'll beat yeah, you up. It's like, his his legitimate, like, his legitimate argument to your movies suck is, well, then I beat you, I'm going to beat you up. Well, but that's because Uwe Boll is a character. Like, Uwe Boll makes horrible movies because he knows that they'll sell tickets. Yep. Um, Even though, he, but they don't. That's the thing. They've never, like, cracked a top ten in movies. Yeah, like, he... But 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 he's still able to make them. Like so, like he. I think the first one he really made that everybody paid attention to was House of the Dead. Yep. No, it was uh, Blood Rain. I thought. And no, then it was Blood House Rain of the came, Dead. Blood Rain came after. I, I have I have the Wikipedia up for video game adaptation movies. Let me find out. It sounds like he should learn a thing or two from Tommy Wiseau. But Tommy Wiseau is a genius. But Ooh. his movie was terrible. But, have you ever seen Best Fiends? No. Oh, I really want to see that. It's actually surprisingly good. It's because Tommy White, like I, everybody says that uh, the room is a vanity project, and and he's and he was terrible at making movies. I seriously think it was a joke. I seriously because Tommy Wiseau was like friends with Eric, uh, uh, Tim and Eric. Yeah. So like, how can you be friends with Tim and Eric and be like, oh, I'm gonna make something that's really good quality and make something that's crap and think that every plus plus. Tommy Wiseau is a genuinely nice guy. Like, Tommy Wiseau is one of the coolest dudes. Like, if you ever seen an interview with him, he's so nice. He's so nice. He's, like, the nicest guy. It's uh, really funny. So, just uh, FYI, House of the Dead came out three years earlier than Blood Rain. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. And did, did Uwe Boll really do Blood Rain? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. And then he did Dead or Alive, I think. Or did somebody else do Dead no, or Alive? No, someone else did Dead or Alive. Because oh it's at the God. same quality. It's we terrible. Saw, we saw that. Like, I think uh, we, we watched that in college, right? Yeah, with Jared. Yeah. yeah we, um, watched, we watched Dead or Alive in college. I think, did, he do, did he do In Name of the King? <laughs> yes. The yes, the Dungeon which, movie. Which I will say is his most watchable movie. <laughs> that doesn't... But what about Dungeon it. Siege 2 with Dolph Lundgren? I don't think he did that one. Oh. That one's not even on this list you say of Dolphin movies. Siege? No, Dungeon Siege. Dungeon Siege. Dungeon Siege with Dolph Lundgren. I honestly thought you said Dolphin Siege. 
I want to throw Maybe. I want to throw my hat in the ring to the best uh, the best uh, video game adaption movie of all time, which is the Street Fighter movie. Oh my god! <laughs> and that's not hyperbole for me. I really, truly, on everybody hates it so much, but I really, truly love the the Street Fighter movie with with John Claude Van Damme. Bisonopolis. Yeah, with Bisonopolis, and for me, it was Tuesday, yeah. and like all that good stuff that was in it. It. it it was campy cheese, and it was like just like it was supposed to be, and it came out so damn good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's funny because Zangief is a bad guy in that movie, but Zangief has never actually been a bad guy. Yeah, well, it's like the same games. reason why they made him a bad guy in Wreck-It Ralph. It's well, because you don't know how to categorize him. And like, and Dalcine was also in the bad guys roster because he was remember he's like Doctor Dalcine. He was the he was the scientist who like Doctor Dalcine. He, he was the scientist who made. Charlie Blanca. Char- Charlie Blanca. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, like that movie is so good. It's so bad. It's so good. It's wrong on every level. It's it's but it, it doesn't compare anything to like when they were being serious about making the Mortal Kombat movie and then Mortal Kombat Annihilation came out. Which was fan fi- the first fan fiction movie to ever come out. Yeah. Uh, everybody thought that, like, I remember thinking that Mortal Kombat Annihilation was cool when it first came out and then watching it, like, ten years later and being like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, that I, didn't age well. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it Wait, was like never good in the, the first movie place. movie actors changed. It was never good in the first place, yeah. but oh yeah, it it was legitimately a fan fiction. You can you can read which I did. Yeah, I, I I read like I I narrated everything they did like a screenplay while I was watching the movie, and it reads like a fan fiction. Yep. And then Sub Zero yeah. does a flip, and Sub Zero yeah. does backflips over the ice bridge while Ice gets shot at him. Yeah, it's <laughs> so good. It's yeah. so good. Um. So, yeah, Mortal Kombat Annihilation is really fun as a video game movie that's bad to watch. But then, let's go back to Street Fighter. Mm -hmm. Because Street Fighter was a good, bad video game movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then there's Legend of Chun-Li, which is, like, a A bad bad video game movie. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Don't watch Legend of Chun-Li. Read Chun-Li Legends by Omar Dogen. (laughs) Oh, does this tell you how much it made? Uh, What's this? Worldwide box office. Oh, they even have the numbers for that. Um, for, for, for all of these movies, how much did Legend, well, Legend of Chun-Li made $12 million. <laughs> Only $12 million? Yeah. And it got a 12% on Rotten Tomatoes. Nice. Which is, oh, what's the lowest percentage movie? Uh, ooh, it looks like Alone in the Dark got the- Oh, God, that's another Uwe Ball movie. That- oh, wait, no, there's a 0% on here. Tekken! Tekken got a 0%. Because nobody watched it. Yeah, yeah it nobody watched it. Dollars. It, it didn't even make a million dollars. It got it came and went sixty-seven thousand. Whoa, that's embarrassing. Yeah. Um. There's a lot of films that are not on this list that should be. Um. Yeah, I, f- I forgot about Alone in the Dark. I have. You, has anybody seen that movie? Like I that saw, was a great video game. I saw a little bit of Alone. In the- well, yeah, the video game is is cool because it, yeah. it was part of that. It was that part. Of, it was part of that era of horror survival games like Resident Evil yeah. and Silent could, Hill. Can someone re-rendered. explain to me about Alone in the Dark why your character has duck feet? Are you talking about the original one or Alone in the Dark: A New Nightmare? The original Alone in the Dark. Because the original Alone in the Dark was built before three D technology was available. 
Wait, yeah. wasn't that also a Nickelodeon TV show? That's Are You Afraid of the Dark? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Starring Ryan Gosling. <laughs> what? Ryan Gosling was in an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Uh-huh. Oh boy. Because um, it was because it was Canadian. That's right. I didn't know it was Canadian. So um, was Goosebumps. Yeah, so was Goosebumps. Which actually has um, one of the actors is Ben Cook, especially in a Piano Lessons Could Be Murdered, who is now the guitarist for the band Fucked Up. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, that's Holy funny. Cow. Yeah. Um. So. Gosh, there's so many Resident Evil movies on this list. Oh, and they're all so bad. Resident Evil Apocalypse was so funny, though. Oh yeah, it it was that, like it was a joy to watch for all the wrong reasons. Yeah, because we were just laughing at it. And yeah, then, oh, and then no. Extinction came and kind of ruined everything. I don't know. I I only saw. I think the only one I've actually seen is the first one, and then Apocalypse, because. W.S. Anderson is embarrassing. I saw the Resident, the first Resident Evil 3D film. I think it was Resident Evil 5 in the movie theater. And that was just bad. 3D. The 3D <laughs> was just non-existent in that movie. Is there a liquor in that movie and the liquor tongue comes at you out of the screen? Nope. Doesn't. Uh, what? Nope. There's a liquor, but the tongue doesn't come to your screen. What? That's a waste. Of it was the movie. second worst 3D movie I'd ever seen next to Saw 3D. And Saw 3D had like only one sequence that was entirely in 3D. And that's when uh, one of the characters throws a key and the key is in 3D. And that's it. <laughs> wow. You could do so many things with Saw 3D and they wasted it on a key. Yep. Yeah, they did. Wow. It it's was horrible. Saw key D. No. Oh. <laughs> could have solved all their problems. Gimmicks. Oh. <laughs> Um, oh, I forgot that there was an Assassin's Creed movie. Mm. I did anybody with, um, see that? Yeah, with uh, Michael Fassbender. Yeah, I totally forgot that that was even a thing. I heard it. I heard it was. Is it a Fassbender? Yeah, it's whatever. All right, something Bender. Jonathan's very good at saying people's names. Wrong. Speaking yeah. of Just Ubisoft, um, I know this might be controversial, but I did like the Prince of Persia movie. That's not that controversial. Yeah, people yeah, have that, said that. That movie's pretty split. Yeah. Said that Jake I mean, Jones I know Jake Gyllenhaal's not Air Arabian, but his acting in it was really good. <laughs> yeah. As is Ben Kingsley. Ben Kingsley plays a very good bad guy in that movie. It makes he, up for what he had to do in Blood Rain. Oh. <laughs> ben okay. Kingsley plays a good bad guy in, like, everything that he does. Yeah, Because like, he's just Ben Kingsley. Yeah, but except in Blood Rain. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Max Payne. Remember Max Payne? That, that was that, horrible. What? That what, been, what an abomination! Like that was that was already a noir film. It could have been such a great film right off the bat, and they messed it up. It was the easiest one to make. Dude, all of these movies are the easiest things to make. I just don't understand. Like, it's not that hard. To Kids make. love the Max Payne. We're gonna make it PG thirteen. I know. No. Uh, I mean, Max R-rated. Max Payne isn't the video game. The first video game wasn't really that R rated. Uh, there, there's a blowjob scene. Is there, there is? Yeah, there's a scene where where he finds a gangster and a woman comes from underneath and like wipes her um, wipes her mouth. I don't remember that. Hmm. Huh? That one. That that quietness and then. <laughs> Talk, talking about a subject I didn't think we were going to go there went there Max Payne 2 was great uh, yeah. Max Payne oh, 2 yeah. was a great game Max Payne 2 could have uh, spawned so many movies of its own just by the TV shows you can watch on the TVs oh, yeah. Max Payne. Captain Baseball Bat Boy 
No, I think the better one would have been... Uh, Address Unknown. Address Unknown. Address Unknown was... Uh, like, I remember when I had that game, Andrew and I would sit and watch every episode <laughs> yeah, of Address we watched, Unknown. we watched every episode of Address Unknown because it was so good. You see, and I think Address Unknown was a precursor to what they were going to do with Alan Wake. Oh. That's interesting. Hmm. Because Address Unknown was very Twin Peaks-like, and then Alan Wake came out and we were just like... This is kind of like an interactive Twin Peaks. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen Twin Peaks. I need to I've see heard it. good things. I need to see it. Producer Cap, this is one of his uh, their favorites. Mm. So, uh, okay, are we done? <laughs> we can be. <laughs> I, uh, we, we've been talking about video, video game movies are exhausting, man. There's, I know. Because they drain our soul when we realize how horrible most of them are. You know, one other thing: I once paid full admission to see the Double Dragon movie. Really? Back in the 90s. Yep. We wow. paid full admission to watch the first uh, Hitman movie. That's right. I not remember, a, you not see, Agent 47. I remember enjoying the Double Dragon movie, but then when I watched the Nostalgia Critic review of the Double Dragon movie and seeing how horrible it was, I realized that maybe children shouldn't be critics. Yeah. Um, well, when we went to go see the Hitman movie in theaters, I was able to... Because I Hitman was my favorite is is still probably one of my favorite game franchises, but but was at the time, and I could just basically go through the entire lore of Hitman, and the the movie just got none of the lore correct. Skipped it, was, it all. It was all wrong. Like from scene one of the movie, it's just like wow, this movie is already dead wrong. But yeah. it does have Timothy Oliphant in it. Yeah, but then. But then it gets worse when Agent 47 came out, like, years later, and it's like, he's not even trying what to be is, Silent yeah, Assassin. Yeah, what is Silent Assassin? I don't know. Let's shoot all these cops, like, swinging from buildings. What? <laughs> yeah. It's like the director was like, I don't like playing stealth mode. I'm just going to do, like, yeah, bangy bangy. Just goes, just goes loud. Does mass murderer. Hey, did you know that there's going to be a... There is an untitled Mario film slated for the year 2022? Is Bob Hoskins going to be in it? No, it's so. um, Illumination Animation's going to be making it. Oh. Hmm, interesting. Ooh. Interesting. Speaking of Street Fighter films, the Street Fighter 2 film, which I bought while I was at Anime Boston. Yo, oh, that movie's no, so I good. Didn't. Sorry, I got the I got, got the, the Fatal, uh, Fury. Fatal Fury. I already own the Street Fighter Two movie, the red the red cover version yeah, because you can see Chun Li's boobs. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, and it's also just generally no, more violent. I'm not that much of a pervert. <laughs> You're married. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I know, right. <laughs> she doesn't listen to this podcast, anyways. <laughs> but see, he listens to you record it. Hi, Christine. <laughs> yeah, she's not anywhere near us. Derek, where have you been all podcast? I've been here. <laughs> I just don't watch a lot of video game movies, so unfortunately I don't really have much input there. Fair enough. I think he's one of the fortunate ones who's never been tortured by watching uh, an Uwe Ball movie. <laughs> we should all sit down and watch Postal someday. Or Rampage. I actually Postal, really I hear, Postal. is actually pretty decent. Uh, we, I don't know. Rampage... Rampages. That wasn't a video game movie, though. I know, but it's an yeah, Uwe Boll movie. Yeah. No, no, no. no. Uh, there's, there's, there's a movie that Uwe Boll made called Rampage, and it's about a mass shooter. And the whole movie is him building up his plan to be a mass shooter, 
and then he kills everybody in his town and gets and away, gets away with, with it. it and that's the end of the movie so it's a happy ending yeah <laughs> like it's 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 uh, it's just like oh I guess he wins. So it's so it's like he movie. came up with the idea for the movie version of the game Hatred before Hatred even existed. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes. pretty much. And uh, and then and then Uwe Boll made another movie called Attack on Wall Street, which is just like I wonder what political message he's trying to push there. And it's just like a, a, the picture is like a guy with a gun and an explosion in front of a bank. No, wait a minute, wait a minute. That was Rampage Two because that is the same guy. No, there is a Rampage 2. I'm pretty sure it's Attack on no, Wall Street. No, there's a, there is a Rampage 2, and then there's Attack on Wall Street. Okay, Wikipedia, t- tell me all of Uwe Boll's movies. Yeah. <laughs> the cops are going to show up at your door and be like, are you okay? We, 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 got, <laughs> we, we saw you Googling Uwe Boll movies. Is there something wrong with you? This is Well, this is the best part, because I just looked up Uwe Boll, and he did come up in there, but look at what he's labeled as on... On Google. That is very incorrect. <laughs> let, let me see. Uwe I want to know if you get the same thing. Bowl. What are they called? Lead actress or something? Restaurant. <laughs> A restaurateur. <laughs> restaurateur and amateur filmmaker. Filmography. I oh, like movies, but food is my passion. <laughs> I didn't know he did Alone in the Dark. No wonder. Yes, I did. I, I mentioned that. Hmm. Just talked about so many available movies that we didn't even know. Yeah, you're right. Attack on Wall Street is not a Rampage movie. Rampage President Down. That's the <laughs> so, so there's, Rampage there's... Capital Punishment. Rampage Capital. President Down. Yeah. So it, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I guess he just doesn't know that it's like it's. I don't even. I don't even know. Well, it says he's oh, retired from filmmaking and now owns restaurants. Does he? Does he like just steal other people's foods and like makes them himself, but worse? <laughs> so basically, a bald Guy Fieri. <laughs> Whoa, bold claim in Flavor Town. Yeah. All right, everybody. Yeah, it's actually he's in a strip mall right next to a Chinese food store, and he literally just buys the food from next door and then brings it to the tables with his guests in his store. I'm a restaurateur. I'll beat you up if you say I'm not. <laughs> it's a boxing ring. Um, all right, guys. If you want to join us on our conversation about video game movies, you can email us at wickedanimereviews at gmail.com. That's wickedanimereviews, all one word, at gmail.com. You can find us at facebook.com slash wickedanime, uh, where we have uh, our messaging system, and you can comment on our podcast, and you can comment on our news stories. And there's also a beautiful little link at the top pinned to the top of the page to our discord hey you should join us on discord because we basically became meme lords and <laughs> we post about the sonic movie about all day long and it's it's a pretty it's pretty fun uh we have a, we have a good time sharing memes on the on the wicked anime page but we also have topics that you can talk about on there so join us at the wicked anime discord link is on facebook for free join whenever you like you can also find us at nerdyshow.com slash wicked anime if you're not listening to the podcast right there right now or on our other podcasting websites such as Acast or Google or Spotify or uh, Podchasers or anywhere else where you can find your podcasting goodness or like iTunes and stuff um, you can also find us at youtube.com slash wicked anime reviews where we have the wicked anime videos posted where you can watch some fun classics of wicked anime uh, 
And of course, you can find us on the social medias where you can find us at twitter.com. Tweet us at Yo Wicked Anime. And I believe that's all we got. So, Evan, what do you got? So, for the recent news, reviews, podcast episodes, and videos featuring members of the Boston Bastard Brigade, you can find us at www.b3crew.com. If you have any questions, comments, or if you're in a band and want to be featured on our No Borders No Race podcast, you can write to us at thebastards at bostonbastardbrigade.com. You can follow me on Twitter and on the J-Pop, Video Games, and Anime Amino pages at KingBabyDuckESH. And on Tumblr at b3crew.tumblr.com. Like us on facebook.com slash bostonbashbrigade and facebook.com slash landofash. Don't forget about all the other sites under the Land of Ash, including the Electric Sisterhood, Phil's Recap and Review, and Smashbrook. And we are slowly but surely pushing out all the interviews and cosplay photos that were taken at Anime Boston 2019. I'm in the midst of doing all the interview stuff. I just went through all of Elite Four Derek's pictures that he took at the convention. He did a fantastic job with all of that. Yeah. <laughs> so I hope... And remember, if you see a picture of yourself that you cosplayed as, please contact us. We will gladly send you the original untouched photo for your personal enjoyment. I touched it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you can uh, you can find me on Instagram or Twitter at Elite Four Derek. Otherwise, I'm obviously touching photographs. Um, but when I'm not doing that, I am starting up a new Asian fusion restaurant with Yue Bowl. Surprise! <laughs> and he's also going to be catching up on his video game movies. Great. Yes, like uh, like Pong the movie. Ooh. Asteroids. I really like how the dialogue and the plot kind of goes really back and forth there. And that's um. all that I got. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, everybody. Thank, thank you me. so much for listening to this episode of the Wicked Anime Podcast. Uh, we will uh, record another episode someday. <laughs> <laughs> this subject just wears us out, man. <laughs> yeah. Am I the only one who's lightheaded? <laughs> I don't know. I got I got home at like three a.m. last night. Woo! This morning, I guess you could say. So we're gonna we're gonna turn in early, and so we're prepared for the next recording, and we you can listen to it then. So until until that time comes, the sound sun off the only way we know how. K-bye! All I could think of is I'm like, huh, anime. Listen, I've I've heard that song far more times than you have. I know. And it sounds nothing like what you're humming. Look, yeah, what you're humming you're, right now sounds like a 1970s game show theme song. No, it's the Dragon Ball Super theme. That's that's really close. Did we just rip it off? <laughs> no. Andrew Andrew made that wicked anime theme years before Dragon Ball Super was so even a they thing. Ripped us off. Yeah. Let's get reparations. Akira right Toriyama, <laughs> you've done it again. <laughs> Let's get him. Can we have some money, please? No. <laughs> he doesn't have any money. Good joke. Oh. <laughs>
No, it's uh, not the same song. He just made it undergo a transformation. So what? it's different now. <laughs> it's not even the song's final form yet. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.